Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a dash of Hallmark movie magic. You have your hosts for season five. You have myself, Sally, joined by the beautiful, the baker, Tracy. Yes. Okay. And as always, we have our silent co-host, Colleen the Build-A-Bear. So for our first segment... We will talk about wintry wisdom. This is where we give our little Hallmark movie lessons, whether they're Christmas movie related or any other type of Hallmark season related. Mm -hmm. We shall share a little bit of wintry wisdom. Sally, do you want to start us off? I can indeed. So my wintry wisdom for this week that actually ties in pretty strongly with the movie Mm. is that any character you meet that acts like a Grinch has the potential to love Christmas with all their heart. Very true. We Mm -hmm. do see that quite a bit in Hallmark. Yes, we do. Christmas movies. You are very correct on that one. Mine ties in a little bit, but probably is more prevalent in some of the other Hallmark movies. And that is to notice the little things. Oh, I like that. So if you'll, most of the time in the Hallmark movies, as especially couples get to know each Mm -hmm. other, there's always the one or even sometimes both who they notice what appeals to the other person. Correct. What makes them happy. And that's kind of, they, they come back to that as their sign of true love that they've been paying attention to the little things that make a difference to that person. It's true love. Love it. Well, we will slip and slide right on into our next segment, which is our Polar Picks. So as always, we'll be touching on each of our top three chronological favorite moments in the movie that we watched as well as all the usual elements we have to get to like fashion hair makeup betrayals the quote of our podcast the setting all the good things but we'll start by just expressing what movie we actually watched so this week we decided to take on what promised to be a classic movie a christmas cookie catastrophe Mostly what intrigued us is that leading lady Annie was played by Rachel Boston, which we recalled from one of the Fall Into Love movies. Mm -hmm. She was opposite of Paul Campbell, who we know and love. But we did love Rachel, so that's why we went with her again. And then leading man Sam was also very familiar to us because he was played by Victor Webster, who of course appeared in the Wedding Veil trilogy. So that's why we selected that one. But I'll hit you with Hallmark's little synopsis of the movie, which will of course will fill in. It says, Annie Cooper has big shoes to fill when she takes over as CEO of her late grandmother's small town cookie company and is doing her best to help their struggling business get back on track. That task gets more daunting when her grandmother's secret recipe is stolen during the Christmas party. Actually, as far as homework synopsises go, that one was pretty good. Yes. Like it says, it gives Annie, the good setting. Yes, yes. Annie was, of course, the 
born and raised in the small town of Maplewood, but she moved on. She went to college, got her degree, and now she is very, you know, big company. New York City. Yeah, big, you know, focused on the numbers and investments and all the big Mm -hmm. picture things and not so much those little details like mom, when mom talked about that, the small town businesses tend to bring. So this is where we enter on our leading lady. She, unfortunately, while attending the company Christmas party where when she returns to the company after her grandma's death they didn't exactly welcome her warmly they were very concerned about what she was going to bring to the table since she was not like her grandmother and and since the grandmother bequeathed the CEO ship to her so the board didn't even get to vote in who the new CEO would be for the Cooper and Miriam is bitter and Miriam is the head of the board Yes. Correct. But as she's at this party, like the synopsis said, that secret recipe is stolen, which is not good mm-hmm. because Annie is not really a baker at heart. So no. she has no idea how to make these cookies. And of course, all the Christmas festivities are coming up for the company. So she is in dire straits. And the company is not doing extremely well. Correct. Either. But we actually reach our my first polar pick before we get into the meat and potatoes yes. of the plot because while they are at this Christmas party, everyone is kind of standing around. They're not the most interested because Annie just doesn't have the heart that her grandma Rose had in yeah. terms of bringing the company together. They're kind of just there's it's some very light instrumental. Yeah, there's light instrumental Christmas music on in the background, but right. there's not really any like games or anything to really draw people in Mm -mm. so at this point um annie has i'm assuming she's an assistant right julian i I think she is yeah so who we're guessing is her assistant julian just looks up to annie she really wants to please her like even when annie's saying this party's pretty boring isn't it julian's like no 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 not at all everyone's having a grand time a giggly good time i mean mom and i would have brought the giggly good time to this party but (laughs) needless to say annie goes to the bar when she feels she can be settled and she gets is was it a martini she gets a dry martini with three Olives. Very the shining of her. But Jillian also follows in her footsteps trying to be just like the big boss and she immediately spits out her drink which is my first prolific moment because I thought that was so funny. And she asks for an eggnog on the rocks with two candy canes which would be my personal order as well. Exactly. That's more to her speed. So yeah, so while they're at the party, of course, obviously Sally's already set the stage. You're well aware of the fact that that is when the recipe is stolen from the the main factory or store or whatever it is because they are elsewhere at this party and focused on that. So my first polar pick moment comes when they when Annie finds out when she comes into Mm -hmm. the store area and everything in the in the morning and sees that it's the glass has been shattered where they kept the little special secret recipe as kind of a centerpiece within their lobby area. Which she does try to cover up because she puts a little removed for cleaning. cleaning, So she does try to cover up her tracks, but But she has to ask Julian, okay, what are Mm -hmm. we going to do now? Because it's, it's been stolen. Obviously somebody came in and took it. Correct. We need to find out and get down to the, to the, to um, the nitty gritty, the brass tacks. Exactly. So their answer is to call an IT. Correct. My polar pick is is the entry of IT. Yes. So we see green tennis shoes, yes. I'd say, and uh, jeans kind of clad doing this funky kind of dance step all the way up the stairs. 
whoever it was was really enjoying him or herself. That's all you see. You don't really see the person until they get up to the office. They're doing some nice little spins and turns and everything. And you meet Calvin, Mr. IT, as he is shocked by the fact that Annie and Julian are up there. What an entry, this little oh, dance number that it. he's got. He's got his backpack on. He's got his hat on. He's just, you know, Mr. Super Cool. And in his own world with these huge earphones. Or, Ironically or, looking I, I, like I, the headphones that I have to use to edit yes. this podcast. Yeah, it's okay. So <laughs> there you go, Calvin Jr. Yeah, so that was my my polar pick on that moment is entry of Calvin. Quite a character, and we'll... we'll talk more about him as we go all i know is hallmark must have hired a choreographer for these christmas movies because they've been sprinkling in the dance numbers i mean they could have asked tessa but mm-hmm. i guess they didn't <laughs> they should have they should have because ted and abetta Clearly. As we're leading up to my next polar pick moment, of course, at this point, IT, you know, although Calvin is fun and fancy free, he's not that useful. It seems that they don't have any footage, camera footage well, of everything who stole. was taken. Everything yes, was taken. Exactly. Whoever it was knew enough to erase yes. all of that. There's just get, no traces. Get through all of his security. Because even, well, no, they didn't even have to get through security because they input the code. No, no, no. I mean, from his, from the electronic perspective, yes. if there was a yeah. backup to the recipe, etc., it was all gone. Yes. Everything was gone. Correct. Wiped out. Everything. So, yeah. Whoever it was knew exactly what they were doing. So, that's why Annie must enact more help. So, the only clue she has that was left at the scene was a punch card for Bella's bakery that had clearly been quite utilized. So she thinks, my next step, I have to go to Bella's bakery. Yes. Well, as she's there trying to poke around, of course, the owner, Sam, is not too pleased. He thinks, okay, this is the competition, trying to check out and stake out my shop. I'm not liking this. And he made his opinions clear that he's not in favor of Cooper's cookies anymore because he just feels like the new CEO has taken it in the wrong direction. Well, she accuses him of being the thief of Grandma's secret recipe. And of course, he didn't take it. He knows nothing about who could have taken it. And he's very offended by the whole interaction. Yes. Um, His daughter, however, is intrigued at this prospect of a blooming mystery because she herself is very intrigued by the Mistletoe Mystery series and sees herself as a bit of an amateur detective at this point. exactly. So even though she agrees that they are going to help Annie with her case because it would allow them to get a new oven that her dad really needs for the bakery, he is saying, no, you accuse me of a crime. It's too late. Damage has been done. Well, of course, this needs to turn around. He sees, you know, as Annie's appealing to him the next day, apologizing. Well, in an Annie Cooper kind of way where she doesn't really apologize. Mm -hmm. But her heart's in the right place. And she does need him. She does. Because she's got to dissect the recipe Mm -hmm. and recreate it. Correct. He can do that because he's a very good baker. And she knows he's a very good baker. She actually tasted one of those cookies. Mm Mm-hmm. And he now knows he needs her. It's true. The oven has fallen apart. Yes, it's too late. he knows to keep his bakery going, he does need to reinvest in that, and he doesn't have the the money to do it And as a single father, you you get the help where you you get it, Sam. I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. This is where we're going to get to the quote of the podcast, because as they're kind of bonding and getting to know each other, he's kind of escaping her at the marketplace because he feels like she's really insinuating herself in the bakery and trying to take charge, because that's who she is you know she's she's led a lot of 
companies, it sounds like, in New York City. So she's used to holding that kind of air about herself, and he's not used to that. He escapes to the market, but they do kind of bond because she's saying, look, I truly do need your help. And they're getting to know each other, sharing some fun facts. And she shares that she is banana bread. She thought that since he doesn't really appear as a baker, she thought he would be more of a rye bread kind of guy. And he says, no, I'm a sourdough guy. And she says, and I quote, dry and crusty makes sense, which we thought was perfect for the title Mm -hmm. of this podcast. But it does come out that the only reason he has become a baker is it was the way that he tried to make Bella experience joy after her mom died. It seemed to be a sickness or it was something that sounded like they kind of knew, had a heads up it was coming. Three years Um, ago. Yeah, three years ago. And... He, ever since then, he made it a career because they made these sugar plum cookies, and he made it. He made it happen. But we do need to set up for my next polar pick. So as we're going along, of course, Calvin and Julian are getting a little bit closer. They're spending more time together as they're trying to break the case. And they yes, come they're all in on it with Annie and correct. Sam. So yes, they come to the conclusion together that whoever stole this recipe had to it had to have been an inside job because they used an old code surprisingly of an grandma's grandma's right so they knew okay whoever it was they had to have been close to the grandma and they had to have known how to get in and delete all the stuff so they turn to hr get all the records of past employees Mm -hmm. that were fired to see, okay, who had a grudge, who had a motive, to try to figure this out. Well, motives, the means, and the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Although Annie wants to go through the files, she actually decides she's going to stop by Sam and Bella's little Christmas party. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get the memo that it's Nutcracker themed, so she dresses up in this lush gown, but woefully underdressed so sam has to give her his little nutcracker jacket Jacket, so cute so sweet and this is where again they continue to bond bella is really loving annie and Mm -hmm. of course annie's helping her with the nutcracker dance all the good things and her dad did too correct we got to see a little dancing scene in the Mm -hmm. kitchen on that as well But Calvin and Julian really take the time to dig through those records and they find their most likely suspect, who is Greg. He was a previous employee, but he was let go about five months previously because of theft. So they're immediately like, okay, he's got a record. Let's apprehend him because he's currently working in the Christmas market. Mm-hmm. So they head on down for their sting operation um, with walkie-talkies and Nutcracker-themed code words. Calvin really takes the lead. He's like, you know, not many people even know that Cooper's Cookies has an IT guy, so I'm going to get in there. So my polar pick moment was as they were in this Christmas market, Calvin is trying to accuse greg of stealing something we learned that greg definitely stole some office supplies yes i think a stapler and notebooks or pens or something yeah greg gets very defensive thinking that calvin must be involved with the police throws the chestnuts the burning hot chestnuts in his face and as annie is trying to get anyone to apprehend greg poor sam is coming out of a shop and unintentionally lands greg in some straw on his back poor guy and this is where Annie's being very serious. She says, don't mess with me, Greg. I know you stole it. And it's very clear Greg did not steal a thing except those office supplies. Yes, indeed. So dead end number one was not poor Greg. 
No, it wasn't, but quite the market spy extravaganza it was. That, that, that was shown and cute with their little walkie-talkies. Yes. Kind of a harken back to our haul out the holly last last podcast lacy wood so that then brings us into my next polar pick because as there there are many many times that sam is trying to bake he's trying all sorts of he's trying so hard really fresh ingredients and different proportions and um everybody keeps trying them and when one when he asks which is closest it becomes everybody thinking it's a different one of the versions so they're not honing in on anything he, Sam then gets this bright idea when he happens to be looking right at Annie. Yes. Of what's missing. At her beauty. Yes, at her. He's just like, oh my god. Because gosh. he said, I'm missing something. What am I missing? <laughs> so his thought was, well, wait, if you baked with your grandma, maybe if you're baking with me, all of a sudden you'll you get an inspiration. Right. Something will just click that you'll say, oh, this is, I remember doing this. What made it special? Because he just can't seem to get that final ingredients. <laughs> Okay. I was going to say the secret ingredient is love, but you know. <laughs> uh, there you go. So as with usual Hallmark, especially Christmas movies, yes. we always have to do Christmas cookie baking. This isn't necessarily Christmas cookies, but it is cookie mm-hmm. baking. We now enter into the montage where Sam dawns on the um, mm-hmm. apron for Annie, and they have the multiple scenes yes. of all these different times that they're cooking. Day in and day and out. And laughing and blowing yes. flour in each other's faces. Day after day, um, the chauffeur who's named Arthur is dropping oh, Arthur. is dropping her off yes. to Sam's bakery because they can't do it yeah, anywhere. Yeah, they can't do it at Cooper. Because, exactly. of course, Annie is trying to keep it a secret that the recipe is stolen. Exactly. And Miriam is sniffing her out. She, She's she already I know you're lying about something. I know you're covering something up. Yeah. 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 So I think that was my next uh, polar pick moment was just kind of the cute scenes between the two of them as they bake together. And you can see the rhythm and getting closer to each other. And most assuredly, Bella is very much enjoying having Annie around and having that positive influence. And Annie's blossoming much more than... I mean, before kind of you've got this Correct. Grinch. Yeah. Uh, you know. She wasn't the most Scrooge-ish. Grinchy character I've ever seen out of a but Hallmark movie, but she just didn't feel yes. it. Yes. She didn't have heart into it. Right. She only cared. Even when she was visiting her grandma's grave, she was just giving her numbers of the company instead of like literally anything else. Yeah. So. And the chauffeur even comes. It's like, well, I think your grandma might want to know really how you are doing, yeah. and not how the company's, you know, financials are doing. So that was my next polar pick moment yes which as we're bringing this up i feel like making a quick aside and saying i was impressed by the breadth of rachel's acting because she played a very different character in this movie a lot more serious and like you know big city and all Mm -hmm. that stuff she she did a good job pulling off because i didn't think that was the character she was gonna play in this to be honest i thought she was gonna be the same like you know giggly fun all that all that but anyways we got to set up for my next polar pick moment as they are still on the road of trying to figure out who could have possibly stolen the secret recipe and try to recreate it. Another suspect mm. that Sam actually figures out is Frank because when Frank is at his party, he mentions something about an an incident two weeks ago at Cooper's Cookies. And Frank is kind of an electrician or something of the sort. He's the one who in the beginning of the movie was like, Sam, your oven is done. Pronounced like, you the can't, oven you can't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So 
He Frank, is, and he has a contract with Cooper. Correct. Cooper. So, so, yes, Fr- Frank. so Frank is under suspicion. He is. And as, you know, we're getting closer to Christmas, so Annie makes the executive decision that Cooper's Cookies is going to move forward with the tree... Cooper's Christmas tree light up. Perfect. Thank you. So basically an, yet another tree lighting mm-hmm. ceremony. Mm-hmm. And as this is moving closer and closer, Annie is like, you know what? I think it'd be a great idea, Sam, if you, myself, and Bella went to the Christmas tree lighting together. And Sam kind of has a freak out moment where he's like, I don't know. That might be too much for Bella. And we're all as an audience member going, mm-hmm, right, Bella. Yeah, that's who it's overwhelming for. Um, and <laughs> so... Sam comes in the next day. Well, because thinking, that was the special thing that they did with Bella's mom. Correct, yes. That it was, was her favorite very, thing. Very, very, yeah. that was like her favorite part of the whole season. Yes. Which Bella had confided earlier in Annie. Yes, so yeah. Had Annie, Annie been Annie thinking knew. about it a little bit more. But anyways, yes. Yes. She delved into it. She, you know, put her foot out there just trying to make yeah. that, that way forward. And yeah, it was a step back. It, it was a step back. But Sam was told when he comes into his bakery the next day that something special is waiting for him in the back. So, of course, he thinks it's Annie. Uh, but as he's heading back, he's saying this huge confessional, like, you know, I just sometimes it's hard letting someone go that was close to you and it can feel so overwhelming. But yeah. I want to make room for new yeah. love, all this stuff. And Frank is absolutely touched because he's the one who's actually in the back setting up Annie's new oven that she um, paid for, even by the extended warranty exactly. how well it's for sam but annie paid for it yes, yes yes annie yes. of course yes as part of their deal even yes. though he hadn't even figured out the cookie recipe yet he's right. still in it's still in the works yes as frank is leaving the store sam notices that he takes a couple cookies for the road so he's thinking you know mm-hmm. what frank said that suspicious thing at my party clearly he likes our cookies so he might have had a really punched yes. up card but so he follows Frank out of the store and accuses him on the spot. Frank, I accuse you of stealing the Christmas secret cookie recipe in the Coover's cookie foyer with the wrench. I don't know. I was trying to make a clue. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) alas, Frank did not. He said the whole incident he was talking about on the phone is that his brother was asking him to hire his nephew for some project. And basically, he almost caused a gas leak that would have put the company under. Yeah. But nonetheless, it it had nothing to do with him stealing the cookie Mm -mm. recipe. So we are zero for two. Disappointed. But Annie does see this whole accusal moment. And she says, hmm, you know what? I think Sam's really on my side now. Because although he was so hesitant in the beginning he's falling for her Mm -hmm. he's trusting in her and believing in her cause so it's it was a really cute moment i love the whole like you know he confessed to frank frank has to confess back to him i just love that whole interaction right and so as we talk about red herrings our third and final red herring is indeed um the head of the board miriam herself because annie finds out that miriam goes once a week every week to Bella's Bakery. Correct. So now she has the suspicion, okay, somebody had grandma's code. Yep. Somebody knew how to bypass everything. Somebody stole it and they had the cookie card. And to add to everything, she's saying, what would be the benefit that would be getting rid of me? Correct. As CEO, CEO. Because yeah. if she has this against me and the recipe's gone, she can have the board vote to oust me. Correct. Which she's always kind of felt that. And, and Miriam has made it clear. You know, I... I told you grandma i don't think you're the best choice yeah she did so she's so she was very hesitant to even bring this big city gal into this small 
Maplewood community because obviously what grounds Annie and what drives her is not what drove the grandmother Correct. as Sally's already painted that entire picture. So now we have that red herring because it is a red herring because it was not Miriam. They spy in Miriam's office during the tree lighting ceremony. Yeah, poor Calvin is torn and away from admitting his oh, attraction to Julian. After getting her her favorite drink yes. made her favorite way. It yes. was very, very sweet. That's true. He was pulled away to be a super spy once more. One more time. But they become, they were they're found out. Miriam now knows what the secret was that she was hiding, yes. which is that the secret recipe has been stolen. And now Miriam's like, it's you are on administrative leave Ugh. effective immediately, and the board will decide your fate with a vote tomorrow. Yeah. She's she's had none of it. She is fed up with it. That just is the cherry. I'm sorry, the three olives in the martini. Yes, mom. I love so, it. So yes. And this leads then to the final polar pick for me, which mm -hmm. really is the finale of the movie. We can go through some other details with it because there are some things coming and going in there. Some of the um, side plot lines. Correct. But basically we're at the revelation period. Yes. Because now at this point, really Annie is at her all time low. She yeah. has had to meet with the board. Well, yes. She, before even she meets with the board, she turns to Sam to kind of lift her spirit. Sam convinces Annie to do a little baking session. He said, not to figure out the cookie recipe. We're going to do this to have at his fun. House. Yes, yes. At his well, house. That's, so wrong, as Sam is having yeah. them bake a recipe, he's not telling her what it is. <laughs> she, you know, they're having fun. Once again, little baking montage. Once again. Um, and as they have pulled out the final product, she realized it was banana bread. And she said, I didn't think that you would remember what bread I am. And he's like, of course, I pay attention. That's my wintry the, wisdom, Yes, folks. the details, the details. So in a fit of passion she grabbed sam's hand but this alas was too much for him for he wrenched his hand from her okay that might have been a little over dramatic uh folks on the podcast he did not wrench it away but yes the awkward moment was there where he retracted yeah. his hand and his daughter happens to come in just yeah. at that moment to share one of her Mi uh, mistletoe, mysteries. mistletoe mysteries with Annie. And she realizes she stepped in at an awkward time. Mm -hmm. Annie realizes this is really awkward. And she walks out. And we have one of the most emotional moments, I think, within this movie. Which yeah. is when he pursues her out the door to say, look, I'm sorry. I just, I, I'm, yeah. basically, I think he's getting ready to say, I'm not ready. Yes, I think so. But all she says is, all I really wanted was to hold your hand. Yeah. Isn't that the most pitiful thing you've ever heard of? And yeah. she walks away. Oh, that's so Because sad. it wasn't pitiful to just want to hold somebody's yeah. hand. Before now, she's made sure she's been a very emotionless person. Yes. So like this is Not the first time she's taking down anyone. some of those walls, you yeah. know, eradicating some of those defense mm -hmm. mechanisms, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. um, After their but yes. little baking moments. So, yes. yes. So, she is really at an all-time low. She knows tomorrow I'm going to be voted out. She she already knows it yeah. because she's like, I've been keeping the secret. Like, what are they going to say? Right. And that's what she t says to Calvin. She's but she like, goes, what else But will she goes into the board meeting with a very positive attitude in that she shares with them what Cooper's Cookies means to her. Correct. And she does really speak from her heart. She and does. she sounds a lot time. like what you would think of her grandmother saying. Correct. The words she says as far as the family, as far as it's not about the numbers and mm -hmm. the profits, it's really about the lives you impact and the joy that you bring and the happiness and the smiles. She really goes through the whole thing. 
it's a feel-good moment, but then when she leaves, somehow she's down the steps, and so is Miriam right there at that point. I, no, I don't it's know how creepy. It, it really, I don't it like really it. Is. It's you know, uh, so she she realizes you know she's just got to get out of there. The tears are about ready to start. Yeah. She does really think she's voted out. She goes to her grandmother's um, grave cemetery to the grave. And is once more talking to her grandma, this time not about the profits and the no. return on investments and things like that, but more from the heart. Yeah. And well, she's saying she let her down. And she did. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does feel rather down. Yeah. But Arthur walks up again. <laughs> Arthur, who is the chauffeur, who was the grandmother's confidant and friend as well, and probably chauffeur. But And she says, you know, I, I, I lost the recipe. I lost my job. I, I don't know what else I can be doing. And Arthur admits, oh, you didn't lose the recipe, and it was it was the reason you never figured out who it was because I left no clues. Yeah, he makes it very done, clear done. him. Well, although I will say, Mom predicted from the start from the it very was him. Start, I did not. I, did, I did not. I thought it was Miriam. I really did. No, I thought. <laughs> but Mom thought from the start. Arthur. But he reveals even more of a twist. We knew we we knew from Mom it was Arthur, but he admits your grandma actually is the one who told me to do this. Because Sam Hobbs, who owns Bella's Bakery... Hobbs! You're done! You're done at that <laughs> Because Sam is a good man, and basically I think the grandmother, and doing this almost like a practical joke, yes. with having the recipe stolen, realizes this will bring them together. Mm-hmm. Arthur knew just the words to say by saying, wow, you've got the list of ingredients. If only you had somebody who was a good baker, because they Correct. probably could you know, re-engineer this from the backwards, and find out what how to make this recipe so it was all very much planned yes by the grandma and arthur had talked to the board about that so they were yeah aware. they knew miriam they knew. comes to the cemetery as well so you get the full closure that's my polar pick moment is all of them at the cemetery really having that that real revelation but the main thing as sally said which was the twist of the whole thing was it was the grandmother who really had this keen idea yeah and it seems so reflective of how they talked about her and her personality and how she approached life and again yes wanting the best for everybody and making it happen well now we have to get to the gross part of the movie as arthur points out of course it is bella's dance recital for the nutcracker well she you know sam tries to tell her like i don't think that annie's gonna show up because he's rebuffed her so she's done um and (laughs) bella says you know as much as mom told you to take care of me she also asked me to take care of you and she always valued people being happy at the holidays and that includes you so she's kind of given her okay her blessing mm-hmm. for him to pursue annie mm-hmm. so as she's looking on the audience she realizes annie did not come and she's hit with a bout of stage fright well annie shows up in the wings which as all of us said there's no way people would have just let annie backstage Mm-mm. i mean who cares that you're as annie Mom, I know you don't get back there until it's their senior solo, and then you're only lucky to be there, let me tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as she's waiting in the wings, she decides to do an act of solidarity. She is going to remove her boots, which she has no socks on underneath. We are talking bare feet on a place where dancers stand. My friends, this is not sanitary, this is not smart, and this is not okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she dances with Bella barefoot until Bella can do it on her own. And she continues to wait in the wings with her shoes off. 
And that is the end of our movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Bella finishes and then she grabs her shoes and walks slowly away. Yep. But so as Bella then is congratulated by her dad, of course. She shoves him. She's she like, get out there. says, dad, thanks for the flowers. See you later. Yes, go after her. And he meets in the parking lot area. Then he goes out and gets uh, Annie as she's walking away and confesses that he really does care yes. and she means a lot to him and yes we do get to the ever important uh, long awaited meter. much anticipated smooch meter sorry right. oh me first i rated it kind of huh spit it out what halfway between the middle and the top like three three fourths of the way full saying pretty good because the first kiss was nah but the second and third and fourth were were good well it was kind of a continuation <laughs> I, i'd say more it started tepid until they you know <laughs> till it till it made it up to the i, I i'd almost go seven eights seven eights wow yeah, I, I, think I, would. I think i would so, very very good smooch meter for mom me. said nine out of ten lords a leaping <laughs> there you go we already saw the nine ladies dancing. Okay. So then we have the smooch, and then we have a final scene. Yes. At the holidays. They're at the house. They're unwrapping gifts. His coworker, or I think she bakes there with him. I'm not sure. I mean, oh, she's yeah, always, yeah. She's she, always yeah. there at Bella's Bakery. She's there, as is Arthur. And sitting between them is Bella, and Bella's opening up her newest, latest mistletoe mystery book. Correct. And we see Annie come in with Sam, obviously, and and they share another kiss. Yes. And I think that's pretty much the that's, conclusion. That's of the it. end. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's it. That's the end of <laughs> the Christmas cookie catastrophe. Yay! So well, if we touch on some yeah, of the let's other get back elements. to it because we need to talk fashion. I thought they did a good job making her appear the businesswoman that she yes. presents as. Yes. There wasn't a whole lot of fun Christmas sweaters. Even when she's wearing the Christmas sweater at the beginning to f- shoot the ad, she immediately takes it off once the cameras are oh, done. I didn't like, even notice She that. does not want to be associated. She yeah. has her blouse underneath. That's what she's comfortable with. And she puts her blazer really, back on. It really was a very cute yes. beginning as she's... As she's um, recording this advertisement because they take the they take the video from her with her grandmother when she was mm-hmm. young, uh, with the Cooper's Cookies advertisement yes. kind of thing, and then bring her in as she's now the adult, now the CEO. Correct. So it really was a very cute tie-in with that. Yeah, I think his Sam's wardrobe was fantastic. He, yeah, he brings the man sweaters and the the um, layers yes. and. He, yeah, he definitely brings it. And Tess was very jealous of Bella's flannel she pulls out mid-movie. Yeah, we're talking. We're, we're talking. And of course, of, you know, Bella's ballet costume. That was yes. Tess's dream at all times, I'm sure. So, <laughs> But as we move on to hair and makeup, I will say very minimal both yes. times two. Yes. Um, Julian, I think, actually had cuter makeup and hair looks than the leading lady, which you don't yeah. see that a lot. I was really they surprised. They had a couple of different... I, Annie did her hair a couple... They were That's some little true. nuances. Not a lot of changes, yeah. but some little nuances that she had. But that yes, the make was very natural looking. Sometimes a bold lip, sometimes not. But very professional at all times. Very put together. A setting... Yeah, we already said small town, very cute. Everything decked out. Yes. Not green screens. 
victim. Very fake so. snow, though. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Fair That's enough on it. That That's one. it. Fair enough on and that And I've one. always said that. A couple chemistry. I think, I think really studied the entire yeah. time. Especially, I think she was more intrigued by him in the start. Mm-hmm. But obviously part of it was her coming off very strong. But I think yeah. she, I think she always had an eye for him. Yes. Yes. And I think for him, he, the, the actor did a very good job from the perspective of being interested, but just trying to keep that, that shield up between Correct. them that wouldn't get beyond kind of that friendship and just getting to know another yes. person and enjoying their company. Because again, we know his wife had passed away three years ago. He makes it very clear. Bella is his life. He's very busy with yes. his own bakery and Bella. We learn from her some of the reasons she puts up the boundaries, I think, to some extent, was that her parents were both in a car accident when she was 18. Thus, she doesn't drive and chooses not to drive or get behind a wheel. That's enter Arthur. So she has definitely shielded herself, I think. Mm-hmm. And instead of coming back to her hometown and being with her grandma, yeah, she she decides it's all about going off to college, being yes. in New York, having Correct. a career, being very successful and aggressive. And that then... As she's back at Maplewood, you can kind of see the regrets that she had for never really spending that time with her grandmother yeah, and being part of that true. community. She just kind of continued to have those those boundaries and those shields. Correct. Okay. Well, I'd say we wrapped up all of our elements with a nice, pretty Christmas bow. I think we did too. And we shall go to segment three, which is our glacial grading. This is where you have your counts. Sally and I each having our own. We have to cover it all because Cindy's not here with us. I know. Cindy, come back. And we will have our ever-important, much-anticipated, long-awaited, woo-woo rating. West, West, West. Where we express (laughs) what we feel about the movie, much as our golden retriever, Nala, who's now taking a nap here at our feet. Woo-woos to express everything. We will woo-woo our way from one being the lowest to five being the highest. But first start with our counts. Sally, what counts did you have this time? So in honor of Cindy, we have changed our hat count to a scarf count because hats, I'm just telling you this year, they're not happening. So I'll start with my coat count, which was at an eight, not bad. I will say two out of the eight coats were Sam's coats. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I didn't think she had And for the most part, she did gravitate towards this white coat, which is bold, bold, because that gets dirty easily. Mm -hmm. For my scarf count, I had four total, but again, two were Sam's scarves. Okay. Two were Annie's scarves. Okay. And boots, a very dismal one. She only had the boots that she took off during that Christmas performance mm. when she decided being With barefoot. No socks underneath um, it or anything. Would not result when it's winter, in fungus in on her feet. Yes. Well, good luck with that, Annie. <laughs> okay. So I have the hot beverages and the adult beverages. Adult, we have a dismal two. Mm. Very sad, but very true. Martini. We have the and martini, champagne. and we had a champagne that she toasted. This was all at the yeah, Christmas just party. Just at the beginning, we were done. That was it. Champagne. Then we have hot beverages, which is another dismal four. And you would think in a movie, and again, I did not count all of the hot chocolates and other yeah. things that like um, uh, Bella, uh, Bella had, or Calvin had, or Jillian had, or yeah. any of the other. Yeah. Then so it'd be higher. This was, this was only for Sam and Annie. Annie. Only oh, Annie. Oh, only. I didn't even count Sam. Oh wow. This was she... only Annie. Those are my counts. Look, 
So let us transition to our woo woo rating. Let's. I'll put it out there, folks. My woo woo rating for the Christmas cookie catastrophe is a five. I went all the way. Yes, <laughs> Sally has her jaw. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I will say I truly enjoyed every aspect of this movie. Okay. I liked the character development, both for Sam and Annie, mm-hmm. especially Annie, came yeah. a long way. She did, she did. Sam came a long way from where he had to be. Mm-hmm. The actor did a great job with almost tears in his eyes at one point, too, as he's confessing kind of how he's feeling, etc. Mm-hmm. I think that whole development, the challenges they both had overcome with tragedies in their backgrounds and in their lives was fantastic. I loved the side characters, Arthur, Calvin, Julian, Miriam. Yes. The whole, I mean, the whole group of side mm-hmm. characters were a very strong cast and brought a lot into it. That's all true. the humor. All yeah. of the little red herring things, but lots and lots of humor. Yep. For which even Annie was getting into that humorous, you she know, was. kind of really. Bella, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit obnoxious to some extent. You know, precocious child to, to an extent. But a really good actress. I think. I yeah, mean, she, she, she did do She well. was very, very good. So, feel good. I mean, yes, there were ups and downs and everything, and it was pretty transparent to me, again, from the very beginning. That was Arthur who did it. I didn't know it. I thought it was just him deciding to do the things he was doing to bring them together, but realized later, of course, with the grandma being the main trigger to that was, was a really good touch. Yeah. Would watch it again and again. Okay, very cool. Good. I went for five. Sally. Well, I gave this movie a four. <laughs> I know, I know. Not often we are one full point difference, unless it's me doing the four and you doing the five. Do tell, Sal, what was missing for one whole point. For me, Mm -hmm. I actually wanted more Christmas. I'm not going to lie. I wanted the -the over-the-top decorated things. And they just, I mean, Sam's back workshop area was very well decorated, but I just... I wanted, I don't know, I was craving more. I wanted more. Hmm. <laughs> Even the tree lighting ceremony, Calvin and Annie had to miss it because this is when they were rifling through Miriam's office. So I was like, even like that moment that you thought was going to be like, Christmas magic, they're literally getting caught. Like, it was just like, I felt a little bit let down by that. So that's what knocked it a half point. The mm. other half point is I thought overall the movie was very cute. That's why it's getting a four. It is a high-rated movie, in my opinion. But I just kept feeling like there was something missing. I agree Mm -hmm. the cast of supporting characters was good, but I also feel in some ways they were very two-dimensional, in my opinion. Like, Julian and Calvin, I wanted to see their relationship and we just have that moment where she's like oh yeah you paid attention to my order and we kind of drop it there like we don't see anything more from them I felt like it was a lot of like very good potential plot lines and then we just drop them I don't know like I think it's a really good movie I'm again I feel like I'm being nitpicky like I was Mm -hmm. in Fall Out the Holly yeah like I feel like it's very small to be paying attention to those kind of details but I feel like Hallmark's been doing such a good job like even when she brings up her whole parents and how she doesn't really drive because of that like I feel like that was such a huge thing to be sharing and then they just kind of like brushed it off like 
They never do, mm. like, you know, during the holidays, it's not even like she's that distant or feeling like that distance from her parents, that grief. Like, she's just kind of like, yeah, they died. It was a long time ago. And that was kind of it. Like, you saw the grief that Sam and Bella held for the right. mom. Right. And even, like, the grandma, like, she never seemed that upset that this was the first Christmas without her grandma. Like, we saw the tombstone. This would have been the first Christmas without her. But she was clear that she didn't ever come back. I know, but, like... she had a huge regret that she really didn't... To have so much that would probably be weighing on you. She just didn't care. And even when she was letting herself starting to experience those emotions, I was expecting a little bit more from her in terms of... See, I wouldn't, because she's got to be 30... It's it's half of her life she's not lived there, and she's not lived with her grandmother, and she's not had her parents. So at that point, you really are not... But she did know her grandma. They did have a close relationship, yeah. generally speaking. I mean, I don't know. When I she just was like young, I, I call foul. I call foul on it. Okay. <laughs> Those are our thoughts on the movie. So let's get to our shout outs. Shout out to Tessa, because you're sitting there. And Beastie. <laughs> Beastie. Good morning, Beastie. <laughs> Shout out to Jasmine. <laughs> Shout out to our gorgeous golden retriever, our inspiration, our love, Miss Nala Mama. Oh, oh good girl. She goes. A little stretch for you all. Just like last week, one more time, we'll shout out Snowy Raven Design since Christmas really is Queen Marsha's time to reign. Shout out to our sponsor, Anchor. Thank you for believing in us. Shout out to our husbands to mark and to nick thank you for believing in us as well and supporting us always shout out to our favorite couple colleen Colleen and and michael Michael. with miss millie who got her first little female surgery moment so we're wishing her all the good vibes as she recovers and miss liddy as she watches millie recover (laughs) yeah (laughs) with all the malice that a cat can muster Mm. (laughs) shout out to all of our listeners both loyal and new we hope you all have a very happy holiday season as we're recording this we are celebrating christmas eve eve so we are very excited you know to be this close to christmas and all the time and the love with family and friends but we hope that everyone is having a good festive time good peaceful moments as this year is rounding out next week we will be bringing you another 2022 hallmark countdown to christmas movie because you know we are not done yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) we shall have a new guest yes get ready because these guests just gonna give you a little teaser here. Okay. They're knowledgeable. Yes. About Hallmark. Yes. They're magical crafters, and mm-hmm. they should bring some giggly good times. So you might want to don your Christmas stockings, put on your Christmas pants, because we are gonna bring you a heck of an episode next week. But until then, cheers. <laughs> <laughs>